and welcome to Parade of Dicks. I am your hostess, the Dick Finder General, Lucy Buttons. And I am here with my co-producer, John L. Airhorn. Again. Again. Then bring back the air horn. If you <laughs> if you think you're such a big deal, John L, that you need a fucking air horn, <laughs> then you can give yourself an air horn. But you can't say air horn ever again. Can't tell me what to do. I fucking can. <laughs> we we go by co-producer. Means we both get a say. Correct. Yeah. Well, ixnay on the air horn. R.I.P. Air horn. <laughs> R.I.P. Air horn. Jesus Christ. Okay. So it's hotter than balls in here. It and is. it's winter. What is the deal? Do it's, you like to sweat in your home? One, it's supposed to be not winter soon. And also... I can't wait until I can wear normal clothes again. Me too. I oh my God, it's so oppressive. This is the weird time of year in New York where you're either too hot or too cold. Okay, because a lot of people's in New York City, we get heat from October to March. And it's now March. And sometimes they cut it off. So then yeah. you're cold even though you need heat. And we've been having all these storms and everything. So we do need it. And it looks really sunny outside. And we have longer days. And the sun's rising earlier. But it's still fucking brutally cold. It but is. here's the deal. My apartment... I used to have an apartment that was really cold. It was so cold I was complaining all the time and they finally made me move out because I was complaining <laughs> all the time. But it was even like my sort of fat boyfriend at the time was freezing in there, which means it was legitimately cold because men are always hot. Sure. So if a man who's a little bit overweight is cold, it's fucking cold. <laughs> um, so I would take what I have now more because I can open a window, but it is balls hot in my apartment it's like 90 degrees that it's set at it's ridiculously hot i have no control over it two humidifiers going all the time because it's so dry because of it and it's so hot that like i spend most of my time naked and then when i want to go someplace i have to like pick out all of my clothes but not put them on until just before i'm going and then it's a race and you know me for my day job i wear stockings almost every day and it's winter time and i'm walking on the streets and you know 10 blocks or whatever from one place to the next so i have to put on like three pairs of stockings so i'm totally naked doing everything else and then it's a race in the middle of winter to get three pairs of stockings on a dress a sweater over that one or two coats all of the layers and then I like bolt out of the building and it's a relief by the time I get out of the building then I'm cold by the time I get to the train you get to the train it's hot it's hot again I take off my hat my scarf I'm opening the coats maybe hanging them off one shoulder wishing I hadn't put on that third pair of stockings I get to work I take off one pair of stockings it was so funny two days ago I took off the right before I, I went to uh, deal with a client I took off one pair and then I was uh with the client and I was sweating. I could feel it dripping in between my breasts, rolling down my body. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, I'm so hot. So I went to the back. I took off the second pair. I was still hot. Windows had been open in the workplace. It was still hot. Finally, I went and took my slip off under my dress because you can't get the fucking temperature right. And I'm over it. I just want to wear normal clothes. I did all this shopping and all the spring stuff is out. And now I have all these new fun spring clothes and I'm still wearing fucking sweater dresses and bullshit. I'm inserting like uh, an applause soundtrack right after that rant because I feel totally the same, but I'm, you know, not as complicated. I don't wear two stockings. <laughs> um, but Your jeans are pretty tight, though. 
Yeah, and uh, again, swampy. It, I know you get swamp ass. I, I I do the drippy ass a lot. Um, I did shop a lot drippy. of new, um, very slightly expensive. Um, what do you call them? Boxer shorts that boxer briefs. Uh huh. You guys suggested you got new ones because you're getting laid now and hoping to get laid by a new person. Did you know this is a fact? You can tell people's economic status by their knickers. Really. Yes, because if someone's poor, they will let their underwear go to shit. Well, well, well. Because nobody sees it. So you can still go to work and you might need that suit for work to get the job and you might need new work clothes to go to work. But if you're strapped for cash, you might have shitty hmm. old underwear that's stretched out, et cetera, et cetera, because you're strapped for cash and you really don't need it yet. So that's one way to tell people situations. Okay, that's one way. But for me, I'm just really lazy. But you are kind of right. The prospects of getting regularly I always laid. buy new lingerie when I have someone new I'm going to hmm. bang. Well, yes. And, and this guy still hasn't seen half of it. He didn't give a fuck about it. <laughs> like the first time I put on like some of the new stuff and I was hoping to get a reaction or whatever, he like didn't even notice. Except. So I just haven't worn the other ones. They're just sandwich. sitting in a drawer. Oh, boo. With my lavender satchel. I'm sure that there's going to be plenty of anniversaries or occasions. Like, happy Our Memorial Day. coming up. Oh, shit. Yeah. Shit. I know. Can you believe it? I'm already planting seeds for what I want. My birthday. My- <laughs> Birthday just happened, and I'm already planting seeds for what I want for the anniversary. That's what you need and to right do. Right before that was Valentine's Day, so and before that was uh, Christmas. So you just the right in a row. I like it that way that I can just get gifts one after the other. You know, that's I'm a big fan of just telling your partner what you want. Well, you should be because women need. Let's actually talk about that. That was not what I wanted to mm-hmm. talk about, but let's talk about that for a minute. So I learned a few years ago by a wise woman who had lots of nice things that she got from her significant other. I I don't think they were married. Um, How to get what you want from a man specifically because it is a little bit different. True. Um, And she told me that men don't want you to cry and they will do almost anything to make you not cry. But they're dumb. And they don't know what to get you. (laughs) So you have to tell them. Yep. So for example, for Valentine's Day, uh, some women, a lot of women really like flowers, Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes delivered to where they work. True. Because sometimes women are competitive about that. And so if you don't, especially if you have a boyfriend or a husband, but there's some grayer in there, like a husband you've had for a long time that it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. or a boyfriend you've had for a long time. But otherwise people give you like the side eye. Oh, he didn't get you anything. True. Um, <laughs> that's a hundred percent because especially, uh, working in, having been working in an office for over a decade now. Yeah. Um, most people cannot show off their partners in the workplace and you val- can show off the flowers. You can show off the things that they give you. Sometimes it's, you know, most real awesome gifts are, doesn't announce right. relationships. Right. But Valentine's is one of those days that you'll get a small bouquet, a plant, a giant bouquet of Nobody of wants chocolates. a plant. Sidebar, this Valentine's, I brought, I bought all of my female coworkers, so my team, uh-huh. um, not just roses, okay, but roses in a pot, okay. so that they can 
cultivate that's different you're a co-worker yeah no one uh, just as a note women do not want their partners to give them a plant for <laughs> valentine's day so i and i think we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about christmas presents mm-hmm. but i think each holiday has a different sort of gift Yes, there's a theme. So Christmas can go the gamut. You might want something romantic. You might want something practical that's kind of extravagant. You might want clothes mm-hmm. or jewelry or whatever. Valentine's Day kind of has to be romantic. Sure. I, I got this computer, actually, as a Valentine's Day present Wait, what? a few years ago. And it is a very nice top-of-the-line uh, Mac Airbook Pro, correct? I, I, yeah, this is a MacBook Pro. It's MacBook, a MacBook sorry. Air Pro. I would like to have one. This is better than yours? Of course. Ah, this was a Valentine's Day present from my ex. And um, it's a lovely machine. And I did need a new computer. But I was not happy to receive it. During Valentine's. I know that makes me spoiled. Yes, it would have been fine mm-hmm. for that Christmas. Mm-hmm. And my birthday is about one month after Valentine's you, you Day. Have, like, would have been it. perfectly mm-hmm. fine for my birthday. But it was not okay for a Valentine's Day present. Not okay is a harsh word, but it would have been better. No, if... it was not okay. <laughs> oh, man. I, w- I would I love to get... I think he did give me chocolates, too. I can't remember because we were together more than one Valentine's Day. But um, so this year with my new partner on our first Valentine's Day, I made sure to tell him that I did not need flowers because I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cheap like you where I'm counting pennies all the time. Quite the opposite. But I... Practical, not cheap. But I am practical. Mm. And I do know that they price gouge on Valentine's True. Day. And I think in some ways, Valentine's Day is for people that need to feel love that they don't feel the rest of the time or be romanced when they're not romanced the yeah. rest of the time. Or for very young people that, you know, like high school kids and things like that. I feel that I am mature enough to not need those things at the workplace. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want my flowers to be compared to someone else's flowers or any of that stuff. So I just didn't need that. And my apartment, as we've established, too hot to have fresh flowers (laughs) in it this time of year. So I said, I don't need any flowers for Valentine's Day. You can get me some for my birthday. And he gets me flowers sometimes for no reason, which is And I think that's the best. But I made it clear that I didn't need that. I said, do please remember to get me a card. And I reminded him to get me a card at least two other times um, because it's really important to me to have a card for those things. And then whether or not he wanted to get me a present didn't really matter to me. Something, something romantic or sweet Mm. or whatever. And he got me my favorite chocolates. Um, So that was perfectly fine. For my birthday, though, I also want a card. So I've reminded him for that. Um, Flowers or not, doesn't matter. Uh, some kind of present is nice. And for anniversary, then, it doesn't really matter. It could be flowers, it could be chocolates, it could be card, it could be a gift. Hmm. There's a wide gamut. I have no idea what I'm going to get him for that. Oh, uh, no. None. He's told me not to get him a card, too, by the way. He thinks that's a waste of money. But I do it a anyway. A card? I do it anyway. No, I think, yeah, cards are important on important dates. I think the most appropriate time for cards But if are, you're not verbal, it doesn't matter. Some people don't care about words. They only care about actions. Yeah. And even though giving the card is technically an action, the words in it don't... No, but putting... Um, depends on the love language. Yeah, putting on the... Putting the words in a document that can make you reflect on what you can do better, what have you done great, or what, how, what your person has made you feel. Because sometimes cards... Yes, it's um, 
it's a statement of love and affection, but coming from a, a background where letter writing is very ingrained in our youth, uh, mm-hmm. youth culture, it's one of those things where um, growing up we didn't have a lot of email and we didn't have a lot of social media, but a lot of the different schools are in buses together. Okay. So it's a, it's a way for you to talk to your um, to your paramour or your crush. You pass notes. Pass notes. We pass notes. Yeah, I wonder if kids still pass notes. I'll have to ask my niece. We should, and right? Yeah, we should find out. Because both my nephews have. I bet phones. they do. I hope they do because Maybe they're texting. Yeah, because it's tangible. Texting's the new note. Hopefully, mm-hmm. no. Hopefully, let's write it. It's different. fun. They used to fold them in all different yes. ways. Yes. Yeah, that was the whole thing. I knew how to do the heart one. I knew how to do the <laughs> crane one. It was like a. The swirly one, you know, where it like kind of collapsed down and there was a frog. Oh, the frog one. I never, I never learned. Somebody was trying to teach me one of those. But yeah, <laughs> writing, good thing. The thing about writing is it's more reflection than just projection. So that's It's good. also a reflection when you pick out a card. Yes. So I always think it's interesting on Mother's Day and Father's Day and my siblings' birthdays and all that stuff. When I go to the store and I'm trying to find a card... And some years, it's really easy to find a card if I'm feeling really close or really mushy. And it depends on the store you go to, of course. But it kind of puts everything into perspective for you of how you're feeling about your relationship with that friend, family member, lover. Yeah. um, One thing that I learned from lots of books and lots of conversation with people is gift giving is not just benefiting the person that you're giving the gift to it's very important for you as the giver to really be honest on what you are endeavoring but it can be uh, um on the receiving end it can be amazing oh yeah when someone gets you the right gift but it can be really hard when you get something that just makes you feel like that person doesn't doesn't know, know you, you. so that's all. why that's why it's both like it's an exercise of reflection and projection of your relationship. Beat friends. Like if a friend, one friend gives you a deodorant, it might be funny. It might sure. be like an inside joke. But what if your seatmate at work gave you a bouquet of of, yeah. of bath products? Yes, thank. It's like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> like, let me give you a um, electric toothbrush, right. a two hundred dollar electric toothbrush, right? Because your mouth stinks. Your so it, teeth are disgusting. Contact. I did have a coworker once that had really nasty teeth. She was lovely otherwise, but her teeth were foul. Foul looking or foul smelling? Looking. Oh yeah, a lot of. And if they're foul looking, I'm sure they smell foul too. Uh, yeah, sometimes people just don't have enough money for braces. No, I don't mean a, an alignment thing. Oh, the look, the color. They looked like they had sweaters growing on those <laughs> teeth. It was not. People really need to get their oral hygiene. Oh, I'm, I'm the one laughing, and I I need to go, uh, not twice, but like 33 percent more than most people because of the acidity in my mouth kind of degrades uh, or like collects plaque and degrades gum faster than most people. Because I felt really if bad. You're trying to get laid from the show. I would not. No, I'm just saying. Say I'm, I'm, any I'm, of that. I'm very, very <laughs> up to my 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 dentist appointment. I have to go four times a year instead of two Aww. for cleaning. Yeah. I have fantastic oral hygiene, and they don't really have to do anything. However, I did have to go and see a TMJ specialist this week, uh, which is when you clench your jaw. Mm-hmm. 
and grind your teeth sometimes at night or whatever uh, because my jaw has been bothering me. And now they're not calling it TMJ anymore. They're calling it TMD. And so I was explaining this to my significant other and he asked what it stood for because in England, you know, they have different terms from yep. everything. And he asked if it stood for too much dick. <laughs> it made me laugh so fucking hard. And ironically, it might because I'm no longer allowed to give blowjobs because I'm not supposed to open my mouth that much anymore. Boo. What kind of sex goddess am I supposed to be if I can't you have to put relinquish, it down? You have to relinquish that belt. You have he to literally asked me who's going to suck it now. <laughs> oh, my God. Is there a surrogate blowjobber? Well, I don't know. Blower job? The thing is, I don't know if you remember this, but I'm the only one that ever got the job done with him. Ooh. So I don't know if a so, surrogate blowjobber could uh, accomplish ooh, anything. We can find out. We can <laughs> test it out. Scientific but my, this is the curse of a lot of good things in the world. The people that are good at something. I know. Makes it like, you like balls. I love balls. And you like, Doing your oral stuff. <laughs> I like it. I don't like have to do it. Yeah, but it's being taken away from you. I know. I mean, I don't think that, you know, you're you're told to not open your mouth that big. I know. And you've seen, I have a big mouth. People talk about what a big, <laughs> not just like as. A, <laughs> Metaphorically and. Yes, in both. Literally. But, and I love a giant sandwich and I'm not allowed to have it. No yeah. more cats for me. No more cats. Wait, no more cats. Delhi with a K and a Z uh, for those pizza people out there. We don't eat cats here. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, but and I didn't even think to make the dick joke when I was in the office because this like Russian dentist <laughs> would have had quite, <laughs> and her <laughs> assistant would have had quite the laugh at it. But that's yeah. that's rough because like the person who is good at stuffing her mouth with things uh, is being. I know. What do you call this? Like being limited on her capabilities. I might as well kill myself. I like licking pussy, but there ain't no pussy around to be licked. Too bad. What about your rerun? Uh, oh, yeah, we did. That was good. Oh, there you go. See? Well, you forgot, so it wasn't that it's good. It's not forgot, but like, you it's like, forgot. it hasn't. It's, you know, it's slow and steady. It's blah, not a weekly blah, blah. thing. So what's our dick disqualifier today? Our dick disqualifier. You said you had one. <laughs> All right. Dick disqualifier. We touched upon this before, but having uh, having heard updates from recent friends, I want to touch back again on cosmetic upgrades. Okay. So we did say that, of course, most people will be, you know, will frown upon very, very big, very, very gaudy cosmetic surgery. Mm-hmm. Putting on a giant boob. Um, like doing like a Prince Albert on your dick and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So those are obviously out. But what of, let's say, Botox injections? What of breast reductions? And what of... Like- breast reductions are usually done because women have back problems. Exactly. Or they don't like how they're being treated sort of because of it. Or they can't fit into clothes, clothes. and sometimes that bothers them. Along the round of, uh, along so that the I feel like is of, a little different. Okay, how about people who are trying to make their nipples pink? Is that a thing? It's a big ass thing. In so, Asia, that's a yes. Thing? I recently, uh, recently have returned from a vacation back in the Philippines. I was there for two weeks. Most of the time spent in a mall, and every derm, 
like facial or dermatology place, which is, you know, I know this isn't what you mean to talk about, but I think this, this really goes back to beauty standards Mm -hmm. because not everyone's nipples are pink, True, but we have this idea that they should be pink. They should be. And uh, that makes people who don't have pink nipples self-conscious about them. And same goes for the vulva because people, yeah, people expect it all to be one color. And I don't know if you've ever seen that tray of cupcakes that are all different (laughs) kinds of labia and all of that stuff. I think, uh, you know, it's a false beauty standard. Do people, because we've heard about bleaching assholes here and there, but do people make their vulva a different color? Can that be done? I don't, I, well, you can do skin bleaching to the rest of your body. So maybe it can, because there are parts of Africa where people are bleaching their skin just in general. And in Asia, light skin is. Yeah, glutathione pills and lotions is a big thing back in the Philippines. But yeah, I mean, going back with the nipple thing, usually, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, once people give birth, um, how could I possibly know that? You have, you're female. I have nipples, but I don't have babies i know but you have friends that you have nipples pop. and you don't have babies like why don't you speak on it that's what i'm saying that you know <laughs> some some people who get uh give birth their their areolas enlarge and darken and sure, then usually I have heard of that and then usually having it bleached back to pink or or I don't think pale back a, to no pink. i don't think white people do that huh. maybe it's mostly asians then I was just amazed. Every derma place, well, I'd, I'd go in and it's like, do a diamond peel or like a but microdermabrasion. I also think it's, isn't it only white people that are bleaching their assholes? So wait, I actually don't know how bleaching assholes work. What do you mean? Like, you put bleach on it and it gets lighter. The hair around your asshole or your <laughs> asshole itself? I don't know what if this means. If there's hair around it, I bet that would get lighter too. Also, it's the actual anus that they want to not it's look. The, it's like the skin around it. Are, so, but here's the thing about that: is that the same people that have pink nipples and pink bits between their legs probably have a light pink mm-hmm. asshole, and anybody who has, you know, a mixture of ethnicity in their background—Italians, Greeks. Anybody who has like any hint of olive or brown probably do not have pink nipples and probably do not have light assholes and light bits. So I'm very surprised if a brown person has a brown asshole, but that brown asshole is a little darker than the rest of the brown person. Like big whoop. Have you looked at your asshole? I can't even touch my toes properly. How how can I look at Get my a asshole? mirror. A mirror. So there's a go in the bathroom right now. Pull down your pants and look at your asshole, and come back and say what color it is. It's hairy. Yeah, it's. I hairy. know it's hairy. No, but, but he, it's the breast <laughs> part. Part the hair sea and the, <laughs> the forest. The, the saying goes, uh, "It's the place where the sun don't shine." So do people actually peer in that intently in somebody's butt to see the well, color of their? You're fucking people up the ass. I have stuck stuck my fingers up people's asses before but i have not fucked someone up the ass so you might know better than I- i've licked some assholes i've licked some assholes i don't know what the color they were Do you, but you like to fuck with the lights on and you don't know what color it, their no, assholes the are the shadow of the butt cheeks cast down on the the 
the taint area, the butt area. Sure. There's also like the skin's a little bit different and it's a little bit bunched up, right? Because mm-hmm. it's inside a crevice. So I feel like any bunched skin is a little bit darker, like your underarm or, you yeah. know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying just, to think of another example. Your belly button. Oh, I haven't really looked into my belly button a lot lately, but... But, like, my belly button's scrunched together, so it makes it look... I mean, a belly button, you might just put a dot, right, if you were to draw it, because it's a little darker. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like... Just these, trying to think of an example. These new... These minor... Call it cosmetic upgrades that people have been doing... Usually comes in well, on I wanna, the low. I want to still talk about this bleached asshole. Oh thing, yeah, because I, I think I, this is a ridiculous thing. I know people do it, and I think you know. I have also heard people make comments about burlesque performers on stage when you can see their asshole. But the thing is, or the space around their asshole. But mm-hmm. not every part of your body is the same color. Like my arms and legs are two different colors. My legs never see the sun. So many people joke that you can see them from space because they're so pale and reflective. <laughs> um. And even when I was like tanning, when I was a kid and I used to go to tanning beds, my stomach would get really tan, but the rest of me didn't tan the same. And that's okay. And that's normal. And maybe you've seen bleached assholes because of porn, but there's nothing wrong with the color of your asshole. The idea that people are bleaching their skin in African countries is still that stupid idea that white people are more attractive. In Asia, there's a little bit of that, but it's a little bit different attitude towards it. And now in America, you also see, you know, people wanting to have, for since the 20s, we've seen people wanting to be more tan, but now you see white people trying to appropriate and take things like, you know, the bigger lips or the bigger butt and all of that stuff, which is confusing too. And all those beauty standards are stupid and people, I don't think the lip fillers look good. I think they can in some cases, but most of the time they're overdone because people want really what they don't have. And you have to just be able to look at someone else and say, they look beautiful with Mm -hmm. that. And they are an amazing person and got a lucky part of the gene pool. And that's great. And it's lovely to look at. Yep. But you don't have to possess that for yourself and change your body into that. You have to love yourself how you are. You can approximate uh, the look that you would want to be as best as you can. Best You can try to achieve the best ver- physical version of yourself. Right. But, but now- you don't have to go all the way it's such a mixed overboard. bag john l because like if you hate the way your body looks you know so much so that it's making you miserable should you go and have it changed well maybe it's your choice yeah sure maybe you should i mean it really depends if it's something that gets in your way like i said the the big boobs i have a friend who needs a breast reduction and can't afford it and it feel i feel really bad for her and it bothers her a lot mm-hmm. um But I think, you know, a lot of times what we need to do is work on ourselves and work on our society and our culture so that we're not telling people that they need those things. At the same time, when you're talking about like the injectables and all that stuff, there is still this. First of all, in America, there's an expectation of just beautiful people, which Mm -hmm. you yourself have been up against so many times in the dating pool. And and you find all sorts of frustrations with the, the beauty standards for men. But women are against it every day. You can be too beautiful where you're not allowed to be smart. Mm-hmm. Um and or you're not taken seriously and if you're not a beautiful woman especially sometimes you know nobody fucking looks at you or knows that you exist and that's a frustrating existence too so if people can do a little something and they make themselves feel better i guess that's fine because we're not living in that reality but what does it teach the next generation it's the reason but it's not a dick disqualifier for me however you know I like people to embrace themselves as they are. When I see that my 
when I find out that my friends have done the little tiny things, I'm surprised. Uh, a coworker had a nose job when she was a teenager. You know, she's Jewish, and that's a very common thing in New York. But I was like, huh. And then when I found out someone else, you know, got fillers, who's like a young person, um, I was like, wow, that surprised me. And someone else got Botox. I was like, huh, I didn't really think that was a thing mm-hmm. people are doing yet. But at the same time, do I think that it's bad? No, I just I I kind of see some hurt in that person that they think that they need those things. And but at the same time, me being an eccentric person and um having worked in the beauty beauty industry, it's a mixed bag because I think people look the best when they're themselves and natural. And when I see older women who have aged gracefully, I think they are more beautiful than the ones that have fought the aging process. And I actually was a part of this really interesting conversation, which was talking about Americans versus the French and French women just allow themselves to age. They don't fight it and they're beautiful. And the men there value women the same as they're aging. And an older woman is considered beautiful the same as a younger woman. But in America, we're fighting and clawing to stay young and stay relevant and do all of those things. And so when we age, we have lost value, but maybe that's also because we've lost some value for ourselves because we've taken on those attitudes. Exactly. So I'm gonna either age really gracefully (laughs) and do like nothing, or I'm gonna do everything. And I'm going to have a giant orange beehive and I'll get my tits filled and lifted to my chin and everything nipped and tucked. It's going to be one or the other. Is it weird that I can see you doing both of those things? You can, right? I, I, I'm really at a crossroads. I, I really think that you, <laughs> might, go either way. you might be like 50 years old. It's like, oh, I'm adding another couple of cc's in my breast. It's like, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, it's not necessarily the cosmetic upgrades or minor tweaks people do we do that all the time like if if um if a person works out too much and wants to like inflate their pecs or make their delts more see that i think is weird um so that's the thing that hey it can be under the guise of fitness but in the end there's a there's an additional goal of you looking the way that you think people want you to look or should look should look so that is something that oh, i thought you meant because sometimes people when they can't achieve something in the gym then they go and get implants exactly is so that what you were talking about so for me both those things kind of live in the same tree so either you do the shortcut do the steroids do the implants or do the long way and then make it um, make it more go through the natural progression of gym life but you can you can be too swole you can be yeah too- when I see people that I I like look to and thought they were so beautiful and then they they got breast implants or you know stuff like that it actually makes me really sad exactly. so- because I'm like they were they were blessed yes they were blessed to begin with they were and it's it's sad that I even say that that's a blessing, but it is, I guess. They were just naturally like stunning people. 100%. And then they went and did that. And, and so then I'm like, well, what is the pressure? First of all, what is the value that they've placed on beauty that they don't even see mm-hmm. how blessed they exactly. were, that they don't even feel like they were already a 10? Mm-hmm. There's no way to improve upon that. 100%. That is so sad. I had a roommate years ago here in New York who was a model, gorgeous, young, young girl from Russia. And she was like maybe 20 or 21. I don't know. She was very young when um, I lived with her. And 
working as a professional model and her agency told her to get lip fillers and now she looks like one of those weird doll people. She has giant lips. Her All of her pictures are filtered where she looks like she's made of plastic and she has ridiculous like strip lashes on which you know I wear for shows and stuff mm-hmm. and they're fine. But hers look like they're like falling off and there's so much mascara on and you can't even her eyes look wonky sort of because of it. So heavy that you can't open and the eyelids. And it's like a doll face. Yeah. It makes no sense and she was a beautiful girl and she's ruined her face like when you keep doing those fillers I have a, a client who got a Brazilian butt lift in November she still can't come in because she's still recovering because before you get that you have to gain weight so that there's enough fat in the rest of your body they liposuction it from all the other parts of your body and, put it in and your then butt? they put it in your butt uh, so your whole body is healing and she I still can't sit for like an hour or two and it's you know five months later that's horrible. I mean, that's that's the additional risk that happens. It's already a. Uh, it's you, already, you could die. Yeah, it's already a barrier if if your cosmetic upgrade has a sound reason. Again, some people they just want they can't breathe properly. Or or hey, I'm really into eyebrows. I want perfect eyebrows. Okay, if your if your mentality going through it is sound and is not. Um, it's not based on societal pressures, familial pressures, but or see, friend pressures. We don't. We can't even fully differentiate. We, and, that's the and problem. And that's true. And the thing is, you at least have to meditate and try about it. So that's a barrier. The other barrier is very, very few of those things really hit it spot on. Like there's a lot of celebrities that we see right now that oh, were yeah. beautiful and have that, wrecked their faces. You know, uh, Renee Zellweger was one of the cutest things that I've ever seen Meg on Ryan. TV. Meg Ryan. Um, uh, who else can we see? I recently saw uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones interview. Mm-hmm. And she had I, a facelift. She, her lips were, she, something's punched her mouth. There's that girl on the affair too. She gets so many injections in her upper lip; it looks crazy. I don't know her name, but so um, that's the thing. It this is what we see on TV. But there are people who have had some work done that looks stellar. So there are some people, but I got to tell you, working on the Upper East Side of Manhattan with like Manhattan's elite, like the the richest people that mm-hmm. <laughs> we, anyone can imagine. Um, and, and seeing ones that are in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the ones that have had one facelift is kind of okay, but two facelifts, and once you get into those later years, it really doesn't look good. Yeah. Things change. People that had their eyebrows tattooed years ago, the mm-hmm. color has changed. Mm-hmm. Eyebrows has drop. Changed. Yep, yep. Sh- shape popularity has mm-hmm. changed. You know, I always said that about people getting all of their pubic hair removed. I'm like, that is a fad. So you permanently have removed all of your pubic hair and later in life, it's going to come back. And it has been coming back lately. The bush, the fuller brows mm-hmm. have been coming back. People are wearing underarm hair now, mm-hmm. you know, fuzzy femmes and fuzzy. all that stuff. Shout out Allegra Spread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into like... Uh, you like when a woman has underarm yeah. hair? I mean, it, because... Interesting. It, it's not about just the underarm hair. It's the confidence around their body. It's like... they're. That, that's true. Yeah, I mean... And it is natural. It is natural. It's kind of naughtier when you see someone's pubic hair than when now, you do I mean, the thing before, I liked underarm hair because it was naughty. Now, I like it because 
No, it's just like they're comfortable well, I meant, in their like, skin. Sexy. Yeah, it is. When you see, it's sexy. a little taboo-ish yeah. because they're going against the grain. Yeah, but you know, I'm still not into the leg hair stuff. Like I, I would yeah. like, I, I would like to see. Lick I still don't leg. like underarm hair. Yeah, I mean, it, it but, but someone had it at work. This was an interesting discussion. So generally, I am of the belief that in a luxury environment, in a professional environment, you shouldn't see people's underarms. And that's not because I'm not body positive. It's just because of uh, my training in the field that I'm in, et cetera, et cetera. It's technically semi-unhygienic if you have open underarms around people's Yes. Other places. Like yes. if you if you are sitting down and somebody's like you wouldn't walking want your around. Dentist to be exactly. like that or your doctor to be like that's that. That's why people so wear coats. That's right. So that's kind of the environment that I'm in. And so um one of it, it in my particular workplace, apparently that's not a part of the dress code and people are allowed to wear sleeveless shirts. But the place where that becomes problematic is when you have men or women that come in in sleeveless shirts with their underarms out. And so none of the men where I work do, but one could at one point. And you can't tell him he has to shave his underarms. And similarly, when this young girl came in, she was a black girl, which I don't know if it's relevant, but I felt like it was relevant. Hmm. So she came in and she was wearing a dress and she doesn't shave her underarms. And I did notice it. And I didn't say anything because it t- in my head, I'm just like, oh, she needs a, a blazer on. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, on. Yeah. she shouldn't. I don't think anyone should be wearing that in that environment. Um, but someone else who dresses really inappropriately all the time for the workplace actually pointed it out and said it wasn't OK. And that's why I think it was relevant that she was black because I was kind of like, well, do you think it's not OK because you're weird about mm-hmm. that kind of body hair? Or do you think it's not OK because it wouldn't uh, people should shave if they're going to have their arms out? And I don't think you can distinguish that, which is why you should just have a dress code that just doesn't make it a thing and yeah. you just never have to deal with it because everyone has that covered. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it was so divisive in the workplace and I was the only one like, well, that's, that's what people are doing now and you can't tell her she's got to yeah. shave. So if you allow her to have no sleeves, she can have her hairy ass underarms and that's so okay. Do the even sleeves though I instead of the underarm. Yeah, but that's not even my point. My point is that the beauty standard is so ingrained that nobody there could wrap their head around it. It's so, everything now is such a hot topic and every single thing will always devolve into a conversation of either race or gender or stature. Um, but in the end, my, my, I always revert. We wouldn't have been having that discussion True. if it was a man. Yeah. If it was a man and he had underarm hair, it would have been totally. Yeah, because like men should have underarm right. hair. Right. It's you- actually, we, there was actually an article a couple of years ago about NBA players have, um, no longer shaving their armpits. Because in the 90s and the early 2000s, professional athletes uh, has this thing about drag. like um, Well, I know swimmers. Yeah, so you shave everything that you can. Right. So, but studies show, like, if you're a basketball player, if you have a mustache or longer hair or underarm hair or chest hair, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't really improve you that much. Plus... In the eighties and nineties, it was a it was a problem because not a lot of the lockers had amenities for showering and stuff like that. It wasn't okay. as good. Now it's kind of like five stars, super swanky locker room. So you shower before, in between games, after the game. So like hygiene doesn't really matter. So people have been wearing their underarm okay. hair. Um, and it was a controversy. It was a controversy because in the eighties and nineties. 
everybody shaved their underarm because you don't want your if you're, as a basketball player wearing a jersey and your hands are always up you're always exposing your 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 armpits and to some people our, our underarm hair is offensive because right. there are some that you know mine is not that bushy but there are asian people like oh my god we practically can braid underarm hair uh. and some black people are a little bit more um, like flatter, it doesn't like bunch out. It doesn't yeah, yeah. bush out. Um, but Europeans are known for having like really, really long, really, really you know, uh, uh, bushy armpit hair that you know in a combat setting might slam into somebody's face. Ugh. So now it's now it's it's okay. weird because when I was younger, I felt like like in high school and stuff. I was like, oh, you know, I like. I, I like my man with a clean shaven chest and all this stuff. And now that doesn't bother me as much as I hate beards mm-hmm. and mustaches, right? Because that's the mouth that's kissing me and putting their face on my pussy. Like I don't mind chest hair, but if there's like a lot of shoulder hair going on or back sweater, I think it's kind of gross. And we were actually talking about this the other day at work. And I was joking around with, um, two of my coworkers, one who's a gay man and one who is a straight woman and um, the gay man was all about the body hair. He doesn't care, loves it in his partner. And so was the straight woman. When mm. I told her <laughs> that my that I shaved my partner's back, she gave me the most disgusted look. And it wasn't that I shave it. It was at the idea that you would remove any hair from a man. She's like, no, a man should be hairy. The more hair, the better. And I, w- and I equally gave her the same disgusted look. And I was like, ugh, that's not... <laughs> But you know, different strokes. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a big fan. Uh, you know, as a man talking about other man parts, I'm not a big fan of shoulder and back hair. No, uh, but you would be. It would be in relation to a woman. Yeah. Hair. So in a for a woman, same. <laughs> but you don't care if she has pubic hair or not. I don't. Um, I I do care about face. Okay. Um, I did meet uh, a person in one of our Bushwick nights that had a mustache. Okay. Female. Uh, she kept her, it wasn't as bushy, but it was distinct. Uh, and that was her thing. She, it's, she's a hipster. She's from Bushwick. You talked about it? We talked about it a little bit because oh. she called me on, um, like, when we were talking, she's like, you're really trying hard not to look at my mouth, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, I just like it's, for me, it's like, honestly, in my brain, I could, I I I wanted to say it was weird, but luckily I wasn't that drunk, so I said it's fascinating. How much are you talking about? Like, pull up a picture. Pull up a picture. Because now I'm, <laughs> I'm very curious. So, um, uh, so I right now, I can't believe you brought this up on a date. No wonder you didn't get a. No, she was on a date. She was one. on a date. I was just hanging out with my buddy Carlin Bushwick, and okay. this was a girl. Um, um, all right. So, show me this. This much hair. So I'm showing her a photo of a female person with ju- a fair-skinned female person. That's a that's a mustache. That's, that's not like just a little bit exa- of so it's distinct. Fuzz. It's yeah. not one of those. That they it was for- like that. It was like that. Actually, a little bit thicker along the whisker part. Let me. It's wait. I okay. So so I'm showing so I'm, so I'm showing uh, Lucy. That's pretty distinct. It's, it, a distinct mustache. And I'm describing that it's a little bit thicker. It's on not like a man's mustache. So to describe it, it would be like a 13-year-old boy's mustache. True, true. Like when it first starts coming in. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's like a, 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 a 
puberty boy mustache kind of yeah. whatever. And she had short hair. She was, uh, you know, she was a social worker dealing with LGBTQ stuff. So, um, yeah, she called me out because I was. And what did you say? I was just like, I'm just fascinated with it. I'm sorry. And it's like, <laughs> don't be. You know, it's like, you know, I like talking about my body hair. It's just like my thing. It's like, uh, as and she said, so uh, you know, so you know, makes, I shave this my. This makes me uncomfortable just talking about. Yeah, it. like I shave my legs, but I don't shave anything else. Okay. Because for her, it's not necessarily, um, you know, people associate uh, female growing out their parts a little bit because of not wanting to do additional stuff or beautification. So technically, you can associate it for like, hey, I'm a little too lazy. So I'm not. Gonna, I'm just gonna right. let it all out. But for her, she wanted to prove a Make point a that, that it's. I'm not lazy. This is just like, why are people weird with women having mustaches? Yeah. Okay. We had a we had a vodka tonic, and then I left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, was she cute otherwise? Uh, to you? I was. I was talking to. I think I spoke to, if not Carl, one of Carl's friends about this. Like. Uh, somebody asked me if she shaved her mustache, would 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 you have take, yeah. gotten her number? I think I would have gotten her number because she was very, very confident about the things. And, and f- right. from what I remember of the conversation, she was really passionate with her work, helping yeah. other people. So I was yeah. like, that would have been the reason. But I got called no out for staring. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, so yeah, I mean, you know, circling back to the cosmetic upgrades of people, the, you know, having statement stuff on your person is kind of you hopefully people don't do it for the peacocking right. i'm all for the message like if you don't shave your armpits because you you know men don't shave their armpits women shouldn't totally fine but if you sh- if you grow your armpits so that you can bleach them blue or green mm-hmm. um that's just for shock factor which um other people might appreciate just not me it's like not my thing but okay. you know i like it it's cute if you're doing it for you, great. I mean, maybe they would have hair anyway, and just one time they made it blue or green, though. Yeah, I mean, just they, like they would on their hair. Yeah, and people. Um, what um, were we actually going to talk about for this episode? We were talking about the cosmetic stuff, but we were. Okay. Um, um, that was supposed to be our disqualifier, but we had. Didn't we have a topic? Oh, uh, we. Have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or are we done now? Um, we're done. Oh, we're done now. Okay. We're done now. We'll <laughs> segregate this uh, episode for a little bit more b- uh, banter-ish, but uh, we do have some episodes coming up that you know, you know, we care about. We care about current events. We read stuff sometimes. I do read stuff. You know, we I did care. read an interesting thing, just still on the topic of body hair and beauty things, that um, if a woman doesn't have pubic hair, men tend to be more protective of them. The uh, the Lolita syndrome. Yeah. Gross. Um, Gross. Yeah, luckily, I've never been into like super clean, super. I I feel a little uncomfortable when I see a woman like that, like a grown woman like that Hmm. in the locker room or backstage or whatever. I'm just like, hmm. I've not been with a woman for the past four years that was like super clean shaven. They've always had a little bit. See, and I still think that the beauty standard tells women that they're supposed to be clean shaven. Again, I think Allegra would agree. Mm-hmm. A year ago, she definitely would have agreed with me. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, 
you know what? We will have more stories and topics about bodies and beauty because that's one of the key elements in you know dating. dating. Yeah, you know it's as as hard as we try to separate beauty and personality. In the end, that's what attracts you. Your version of beauty, and that what is it, or is it what you're taught? You attraction can be many do you think you were naturally attracted to tall redheads or do you think somewhere along the line something told you that that was rare nobody told me nobody told it's but i was influenced with what i've seen and i've said this story a million times my first real tv crush where you know i was growing up probably 10 11 years old was the x-files jillian anderson short redhead super fiery super smart super scientific super brave and that's what i associate with red hair the tall part of it is just because i am short and i would love to prove people wrong that you know height matters Mm -hmm. you know it's for the personality but again as much as i fight against that norm i always keep rubbing up against it and then i most of the time i've i well and you want to be the sexy guy in the room I, I, I try to, um, but hopefully, you know, I'm hoping that sexy is not just I don't know why you want to be that guy. Who wouldn't want to be coveted? Um, well, there's different kinds of covet. There you go. I mean, I'm, I don't want to be coveted just for my physical attributes, but it, it'll be a lot easier to lower people's defenses if you're pleasant looking. Yeah, yeah but sometimes, like, I've been in a room where I feel that all eyes are on me when I'm not on stage, and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, because you have it a lot, uh, or at least more than what um, the average person would have. And I totally understand and feel for, you know, not wanting to be on all the time. You don't want to be on it's point. It's not just the being on. It's like sometimes you want to be left alone. Yes, yeah. And or treated like a person, or have someone listen to the things you say instead of. And in the same, in the same, st- in the same statement, I'm. Some people want the opposite. Some people want to be seen. Some people want to be just, you know, to be appreciated, not because of the hard work that they do. You just want to be appreciated because you exist. And um, yeah, but again, it's it's a it's a daily. It's a daily struggle or a yeah. daily, it's, that's part of life. All right. What a bummer note to end on. <laughs> Fuck. Again. Hey, if you made it through that, God bless you. We're sorry. <laughs> we love you. Um, don't forget to send us your uh, topics, comments, we questions. We want to hear your stories. I want to hear, I want stories and questions. I want to know what problems you're having dating. Mm-hmm and solutions or what you did that went wrong and you want to know where it went wrong yeah and we're so. not experts but we we can pretend to I'm be an one expert uh, i can be an expert too <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening everybody have a good night Bye.